Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode of the Schick and Nick podcast is brought to you by The Beanery with locations in Ashland, Gretna, and Papillion. Paul and the gang have everything you need to meet your heart's desire and, more importantly, your tummy's desire. Uh, coffees, cappuccinos, mochas, smoothies, whatever you need, they've got it. It's The Beanery. Check them out at thebeanerycoffee.com. The Beanery, serving people coffee. This podcast is also brought to you by Dundee Bank. It's the greatest small bank. It's community-focused small business in the heart of Omaha. When you bank with Dundee Bank, nearly 100% of your deposits are filtered back into the community through loans that support local individuals, businesses, and neighborhood revitalizations. They got a little mantra. Together, we build a strong community foundation, boost the economy, and strengthen small businesses. Go to DundeeBanking.com. That's DundeeBanking.com. Dot com. Member FDIC. Martinez. 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 Yep. He's a terrific quarterback. But who's this? It's an oldie but goodie. I mean, it, it works. It it still works. It's still good. Now and we use it. I in my I must admit I did cut out the first second and a half of Lee Corso there. That that drop was legendary in our show. And of course, the reason we air that and open the show is because of uh, Adrian Martinez. Literally, probably ten minutes before we sat down to record this podcast, right. He announced he's going to Kansas State. So uh, we kind of scrambled together. We were going to record anyway, but it just worked out. And uh, said, oh, we got we to gotta open up with uh, a little Lee Corso. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? You remember? You remember? You uh, remember Kerry the- Collins? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember Kerry Well, Collins. his high school coach's neighbor... He's actually the guy that we're going to talk to on the show today. You're like, oh, I thought wow. we were going to talk to Kerry uh, Collins. That's way different geez. than Kerry That's not good. That's not, that's not exciting at all. <laughs> um, here was the, let me see. And t- this was Lee Corso uh, on game day when we were, I mean, it was about Taylor Mart- Martinez. Yes. Right? And we turned this into us saying, and you would do it, you would call him Tater Martinez. Tater, because of this from Lee Corso. And Tater Martinez. 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 He's a terrific quarterback. (laughs) It's the best. But it's so good. It's the best. Was that? And Tater Martinez. Tater. I think Tater Tater Martinez. Tater Martinez. That's who he should have been. That maybe I think Lee had it right. We all had it wrong. At least that's what I I wish were true. We, didn't 
that that was right in line with the 09010 I mean you got to go back to the 09010 years of television coverage with this team I mean you have to go back to 09010 to me yeah there's no question <laughs> there was <laughs> no question about it there was a stretch where boy did television announcers have a really hard time with Indomitian Sue Prince of Mukamara, Tater Mardinez, who uh, there was a handful of other guys that just had Alfonso Dennard. Denied. Oh, do you re- <laughs> do you, re- you remember? You remember Baron Miles when we did uh, we did the Schnickies, <laughs> and it was the worst mispronunciation of a Husker. Uh, do you want do you want to just revisit this? Oh, absolutely I do. All right. This was July. Uh we would do around the around the ESPYs, <laughs> we would do the Schnickies and just hand out awards and just have a fake award ceremony because nothing was going on. So this was July 15th, 2011, 10 years ago. And let's listen to um this portion of the Schnickies. Worst mispronunciation. Oh, this is a good tough one. Of a husker. By a broadcaster about a husker. Let's do this. And your category is worst mispronunciation of a husker football player during a television broadcast. The nominees. John Saunders. Nebraska going into Washington. A lot of people thought this would be a very close game. But Roy Hulu Jr. goes in for a touchdown to make it 21-7. <laughs> Reese Davis. Jake Locker just, well, he wasn't himself. He had a terrible day. He's four for 20. Picked off on his first pass, or first drive, I should say, by Eric Stagg. <laughs> Ron Franklin. And a Jerry Hogger who might be interception. Ron Franklin. Wheaton's pass near sideline. And for the receiver, probably Michael Harrison probably should have made it. And it was almost intercepted by Denard. <laughs> Sean McDonough. Ed Cunningham. Well, Oklahoma State on that one. Saul Amakamara. Ed Cunningham. <laughs> And there was a Cornhusker down. It was uh, left tackle, Jeremiah Searles. <laughs> Brent Musburger. Gilly. Brent Musburger. Searles. And Brent Musburger. Kunalik with the kickoff. <laughs> Here's a recap of your nominees. And a Jerry Hogg, who might be interception. Jeremiah Searles. Rick Burkhart. Eric Stagg. Denard. Roy Hulu Jr. of Macamara. Gilly. Searles. Couldn't like. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> As we said at the oh time, and we put those in, we'll have a new mix, I'm sure, this year from the Big Ten Network because they'll be new. These Huskers will oh, be yeah. new to everybody, right? Your program will not make it or has not made it. It's a sign when they can't pronounce half your guys' names. Gosh. Right? Oh, wow. I I remember that being good, but that was way better than I even remember it being. 
I forgot all the context of those games. Like we just had the cl- we had the entire clips of those games. Boy, that was a. But you think about too the names that you're mentioning there and the the good team that it was and the great place and no one knows who they are. <laughs> okay, okay. Retroactively, now you got to cast your vote. What? Which one tickled you the most there? Well, the one that was butchered the most was Eric Stag. Like, where do you get Stag? It's Eric Hag. I mean, Eric Stag. Eric Hogg. Eric Hogg, I think, made me laugh the hardest. But I can, I can, that's a mistake you can wrap your, your mind around. But Stag? <laughs> Eric Stag. We always liked, we always liked. And I, this was a favorite of when you would do it because you would turn it into a linguine pasta dish. <laughs> and that, go ahead and do it because it, it, it is my favorite. You know what I'm thinking. Yes. Just go ahead and uh, give the, give, if you're walking into a restaurant or, or you're the maitre d', right. the, the waiter, whatever, and you've, you're presenting the menu, what, do you, what would you do? Good evening here. Would you guys like to hear today's specials? Okay, we do. Yes. Well, we have a sea bass seared and basted in lemon sauce. (laughs) We also have a T-bone steak cooked to the chef's preference, side of a baked potato and salad. And then my personal favorite, a big bowl of Jeremiah cereal. Always, you would always do the cereals, and you would, you would smack your lips a little bit. You'd kind of do this little <laughs> lick your lips, and just you're gearing up for some great entree. Little Jeremiah's cereal. Jeremiah cereals. I need a little, little Jeremiah Jeremiah cereals. Like, ooh. Jeremiah cereals. I'll have that. <laughs> I, oh, hold on. You know what was a good one? Was, did, who was it? I think it was Brett Musburger that got caught at, he took a break in between Kerensky. Gil, <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, that's to, right. He like stopped that's halfway right. through. Karinsky's Good life. on you for remembering who that was. I was like, who is he trying to say? Karinsky Gillian. You're right. Here. Gillian. <laughs> Gillian. It was like on the, it was like reading a teleprompter and it didn't go down all the way, and then it then it went down. Gillian. Kind of like good. Kind of like. 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 Who's part of the NIL uh, stuff and the the, the marketing doors. there? What is it? Kunalik. Kunalik. Uh, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's, uh, it's Blake Lawrence and Kunalik. Kunalik. <laughs> we did all of that. We are, I don't know, ten minutes in, and we were intending on talking Adrian Martinez. That's the whole reason we did this previous it's ten. Your minutes. fault though. You went you went Lee Corser, Tater Martinez. That sparked. Some parts of my brain, and here we are. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, 12 minutes in this bad boy. We haven't done a darn thing. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> not Tater Mardinez, who went crazy on K-State on that Thursday night. 
You're listening to the Reminiscent of Great Husker Performances, hosted by Mark Jackson. Mama, there goes that Husker. And Tater Martinian. <laughs> yes, yes. That, um... K-State's thinking they're getting Tater Mardinias. Like, oh, we're getting Adrian Mar- I thought we were getting Tater Mardinias. He killed us. We're getting Adrian? Oh. Could you imagine? Yeah. We're getting his we're getting his younger brother. Yeah, you're getting his younger brother. Yeah. Maybe that yeah, they called. They're like, yeah. So you're 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 Taylor's younger brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's who I am. Oh man. All right. <laughs> you killed us on that Thursday night. <laughs> he killed everybody. <laughs> That Thursday night game against Kansas State. Chick. For I, Taylor Mardinez. Taylor Mardinez. I, I vividly, for whatever reason, I watched the game in Gretna at a sports bar with Bo Rude and Adam Ickes and Corey McEwen and Andy Sand and all those. Some, for whatever reason, I was with all those, guys, all those guys. And I vividly remember driving home and calling my brother and if you would have recorded our conversation and now listened to it, you would have left. I said, can you believe <laughs> Nebraska has the best quarterback in the country now for f- for the next four years? And when you couple that with Polini's defenses, the, this is going to be – get the trophy case cleared out because more trophies are on the way. That's what – that's how good he was on that Thursday night. I think that Thursday night – is what was born with uh, this. I like playing against road games. Yeah, or, or maybe I think, it was, or maybe that was the following week talking yeah. about it at a news conference. I can't remember, but yeah, I like playing against. I like playing against road games. Yeah, because he went ham on Washington out the Antonio Gates, if you remember, and played pretty good. And then they played South Dakota State, and he got pulled. It was a game. They barely hung on to beat South Dakota State and Zach Lee, who's got a rocket arm, three-step drop, then he fires the bomb. He, <laughs> he had to check pump. in for Tater Mardinez, and then they went listen, to K-State, and he went ham on that ass. Listen to this. Okay, thank you. Here's the, uh, here's the Washington one. This first series is a big series for both teams. And it is Martinez after the fake. It's over. Catch him. 80 yards and a touchdown for Nebraska in the blink of an eye. Did you hear Millen there going, it's over? And that was seemed like it was pretty early in the play, right? Yeah. And it is Martinez after the fake. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Okay, so you good. you you've got you were able to get out of the bubble. But I'm not so sure he isn't the fastest football player. Just straight line speed. I'm not so sure he's not the fastest player I've seen on a college football field in 20 years. The closest I saw to that, at quarterback at least, was Adrian freshman year first touchdown he scored against Colorado. Yeah, right. Made a guy miss and like, then hit it the... Looked, yes. It looked like Tater. Tater. It looked like. Yeah. It, Taylor. It looked like Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> it did. It did. Man, he was good. I didn't I didn't intend to turn this Adrian no. thing into Taylor. But Taylor was good. Taylor was good. T- but but he 
seriously, straight line speed. Yeah. Fastest dude I've seen in 20 years Could on a college him. football field. I got chills throughout my body. That's why we always kind of call them Forrest Gump. Yes. Right? Like, <laughs> I was running. Ah, I felt like running hey. on the zone raid. My best good friend, Brandon Kenny, he was open, so I threw in the ball. Now, you wouldn't believe me if I told you, but I could run like the wind blows. <laughs> and then he gave us... I spat. I spat. I spat. I mean, it's so basically good. forest, you know? But oh, Okay, so do we want to try to land this plane and go back to Kansas State for not Tater Mardinez, but Adrian Mardinez? And Tater Mardinez. Mardinez. Martinez. Martinez. Yep. He's a terrific quarterback. So he's going he's going to Kansas State and uh certainly wish him well for well, the final go round. It's gonna yes. be it's it's a great he looks great. He looks great in the uni. Good luck. So I th- thought I've heard that his girlfriend goes to Kansas State. So I think soccer player, yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah, that. I think uh, someone on uh Twitter this was Nate who said, I believe Schick and Nick called it. You know, I think there were a lot of people thinking Kansas State because of the soccer aspect of it, and that was the only reason we said that is right. because we knew his girlfriend. I went thought there. he'd go to um, to California somewhere, like somewhere on the West Coast. That was my my guess. Uh, Bo Bo Rude was all nervous that that he was going to go to Minnesota because you remember after that game, PJ Fleck went and hugged Adrian and spent oh, right. a lot of time. Bo was like. Mr. Jealous already that he was like, I just don't want him. So Bo texts me right before we got on. He's like, I'm just glad he's not going to Minnesota. But That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, they had I mean Tanner Morgan coming yeah. back. So I guess, but Skylar Thompson's gone. So here we go. Yeah. Is, right. Good luck. Forgive me if, I mean, is Kansas State, is it a good fit for him stylistically? I mean, the Big 12 seems like it's, I mean, you get a 500-yard game. You get 1,000 yards. You get 60 points. And you get. 70 points <laughs> with a big town. I don't, I don't, you get a first down, and you get a chunk play, and you score. You know what's really cool about it? He gets to go back to Oklahoma next year. Yes. September 24th, Kansas State at Oklahoma. He's like, here I am again. Hey, Norman. Here I am. Sooners, you thought you could escape me? I'm back, baby. And this gonna, time, I got Oklahoma. a competent kicker. I assume. I assume he's good. Is he good? Is he all right? He can kick it. He's not going to get an extra point blocked, and it's going to be returned for two. Because that happened to me. That was a real thing that happened. I played it in Nebraska. Yeah. Crazy stuff happened every week. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. We miss kicks about every week. How about this? Oklahoma... Goes to Nebraska on September 17th. And then the next week, they play Adrian Martinez. Yes. Let's go. Let's am, pull the double. I am all for it. I am all for watching Oklahoma on back-to-back weeks. You know what? We just get to root for Kansas State again. Yep, this is that's what we've this all wanted. I mean, do you good. have any other big takeaway with I mean, it's I'm happy. I'm going to be rooting my heart out for them. Absolutely. 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 What what else, Werner? Well, you're talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing. Yeah, right. Thank I got to give you kudos because you, 
We used to get, I don't know, I think we signed up to be on some stupid, like, interviewer tour mass email thing. And the amount of things that I will, I initially was like, we don't want to talk to Werner Berger. What do you said yes to like all of them? And a lot of them ended up proving like proving to provide great show material. You want to talk to Werner Berger? Like, what has he done? He's climbed some mountains. Like, sure, bring him in. And then we got so many, so many drops from Werner. It's just unbelievable um he killed my had... first because the i asked a question that he he kind of took exception to like apparently i acted like i knew a little too much about mountain climbing and he that's oh, he yeah shot me down you're like this must be like this that and the other and you're going you're you're asking a question that includes so much information like, why are you talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing when in reality we know you've never climbed mountains <laughs> i mean let's be honest it, it, He's got a fun accent, but that's a pretty bold thing to say to someone. You know what I mean? Like, imagine going on someone's show. Someone asks you a question, be like, you know, you're talking as if you you know something about all this. Like, that's a pretty, whoa, okay, buddy, because he talked like this, and you're talking as if you're knowing something. You're like, all right, this is great. I'm not offended. Why are you talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing? Yeah, you're right, Werner. But you know what you need to have, or else you have nothing? If you don't have your health, you've got nothing. I guess that's true. Thank you, Werner. The worst. I don't think we got any drops out of it, but I did a fake interview for it. Was we had a BMX motocross person come in? Remember that we had him come in. Like I think they were on the phone. Were they on the phone or were they in? Studio? He was on the phone. He was at Quest Center. Uh, oh. R.I.P. He was at the Quest Center. He was at the hotel. Yeah, across from Quest Center. And we woke him up. We obviously woke him up because he was supposed to. We were supposed to have him on as a favor for them to promote their BMX racing night. And we woke him up. He was a terrible interview. And it went like seven minutes. We cut it off afterwards. And then we decided, you know what? We're going to redo the interview the right way. And I said, Nick, go to that other studio. And we had you pose as the BMX guy on the phone. And we interviewed you as the BMX guy. We made it right. And you had the whole tubular, like almost a surfer dude. Oh, yeah. I was like Spicoli meets... Excite bike. I think uh, the extent of our motocross <laughs> knowledge was like. So is it like Excite Bike on Nintendo? You remember? You remember, Kent? Kent, you got a question? You remember Excite Bike on Nintendo? Is the event anything like that? Well, not Excite Bike, but the game that came out after that, Lemmings. <laughs> All right. Is it like that? It's By the not. Way, we did. I, I don't know what happened, but we were going through uh, I, we were tweeting stuff and then someone responded to a tweet by saying if you guys just oh here it is this is from triple b printing who prints the shirts by the way go to the website they have chicken nick show shirts yeah great gift that you can purchase for a great holiday gift yeah he tweets you guys should start a new podcast called you remember it's y apostrophe r-m-e-m-b-e-r remember where you just do like a three to six hour show every week in your Kent Walgamot characters. I'd listen to every second of it. Imagine, imagine we truly <laughs> launched a podcast where it's called You Remember? 
and we review current movies in Kent's way. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like a title sponsor. It, it Would we do like Kent. our title sponsor reads in that? Like, you remember coffee? Well, the beanery also has coffee. Go to the beanery. That's it. That's the read. You remember when you would go to the lab at school? Well, yeah. Go to the lab and do science experiments. Well, there's a place called Ward Labs. You remember, you remember Charlie Ward? Well, not him, but Ward Labs. Go to Ward <laughs> Labs. Like, okay, what? What are we doing here? What is happening? What's happening? So oh, this I don't know if that'll happen, but but people did say they would. Uh, I did post. Would you like to take have us take more phone calls? And they said yeah. So we'll have to work in some more phone calls oh, into the show. People seem to like the bit of us taking phone calls because we can't take calls on the pod. No. So we just pretend. Yeah, that it's that, always good. It's always good times. Time to take a time out from this award-winning podcast to tell you about our friends at the Beanery. You know what? When I go through the drive-through, and I'm just making this up because I don't live in Nebraska anymore. But when I go through the drive-through, and they hand me, I say, "I'd like the chicken Nick drink," and it's the iced uh, pecan caramel latte, and they hand it to me, and you know, it's kind of you know, maybe it's you know the handoff isn't as smooth. They say, "You got it," and I go, "Got it!" All right, and then I drive away, and I just sip the goodness. And there's so many great options. Got that, it. Okay, that I've already yelled. Got, Got it. Okay, that's enough. So when you go to Got it. okay, when you go to the beanery, cappuccino, mocha, straight coffee, uh, smoothie, whatever you want, they have it, and it's just good. And and they roast their own beans there at the beanery, which is terrific. Yeah, and and you know the whole the whole process of of roasting the beans, you know, it starts at a certain temperature and it's all filtered through this system and Are you talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing? You're right, Werner, I don't. I'm just I, I assume that's what happens when you when you roast your, your own beans. But I think what you're trying to say, when you look at their drink menu, they have all the drinks. All the sports. They they absolutely do. And I guess if you didn't like the coffee, you, I spat. Yeah, I mean, you spit it out. But I don't think you'd want to do that at the beanery, and I probably shouldn't have even said that uh, because there's no reason to not like it. Well, it's coffee.com. It's, it's the menu. Do you mind if it's a latte? That's a question that I think only one former Husker coach can answer. Bo, please speak for me. I don't mind it being a latte, but it's got to be hot. It absolutely has to be hot with locations in Ashland, Papillion, and Gretna. Check the beanerycoffee.com for all of the menu items. All the sports. Okay, thank you, Rudy. Didn't need you there at all. And then head to the beanery serving people coffee. Hey, do you have somebody I'm someone Worked in a, over here in our right on a, uh, with a Paul here onto a newscast. I, I have it. Because I, I, I got uh, a good hearty giggle out of that. It was good. We did say we gave you, uh, the listener, a shout out or a, a responsibility, yeah. a task. Said, hey, if you're in news or you, because Kevin Suits has set the bar very high with the number of times, you know, 10 11 sports anchor, he has. Quoted our show at least twice that we know of, and we've mm-hmm. we've ran them uh, before in our podcast here. Enjoy your bye. And we said, hey, 
if you mention it in a newscast or you're a you know a local celebrity or or you know you're a pastor you're this you're that like we just whatever it is let us know send it to us yeah we'll play it and so Travis uh, Klanecki who yeah, Travis, is the meteorologist a, I believe yes yeah he is a uh, fan of the show yeah. f- follower of the show yeah he's Doing some good things. He's, he's had some, some newscasts he'd like to have back. But he's got, most some, he's got some rain forecasts he'd like to have back, but most part he's doing some good things. You know, he, he's doing some good things out there. He is a meteorologist, right? So he's <laughs> – follow him on Twitter, at Travis underscore Klanecki. Okay? And <laughs> he tweeted it to us. Yeah, it's so good. And the thing about it is his cohort – there, Alyssa. She's the one that does. She, you'll listen to this. She dominates the whole. Like this read is hers. It looks like maybe there was supposed to be a passing of the torch for him to get the back end of this, but she dominated it. She took the thirty-five second read about Paul McCartney's guitar, whatever yep. it is. Okay, and then on the back end, Travis gets in what he, what God created him to get in. <laughs> This was was earlier in the week on Local 4. This is the NBC in Hastings, Nebraska. Used to be a competitor of ours uh, back in the day when it was uh, Chaos. Maybe it's not Chaos anymore. Hastings and Carney going at it Anchorman style numerous times. Hastings and Carney with like the the sharks and the jets. Speaking of. All right. You remember West Side Story? Okay, no, go ahead. You remember Tamu Solani? Oh, wait, those were the Mighty Ducks. All right, here we go. All right, before that final forecast, a bass guitar played by Paul McCartney during his Wings days was just auctioned off for more than $470,000, the most ever paid at auction for a bass guitar. And a Telecaster smashed by Eddie Vedder smashed the auction record for a smash guitar, selling for more than $266,000. The guitars were part of the auction that raised over $2 million for the charity Music Rising, which aids the Gulf Coast music community. Or am I right with uh, Paul here? Right? <laughs> you don't get that, do you? I don't get that. I don't. <laughs> Some of you know. Most of you probably don't. Exactly. Okay. All right. Okay. So there's a lot there. If you go, and we've retweeted it, if you go and watch, right before it goes to video, Travis opens his mouth like he's ready to go, but then she kept going with the read. Because it went from Paul McCartney, but then it went to Eddie Vedder for the final 15 seconds, right? Right. And so he tries to bring it back after 20, like overhand right with the Paul here. Not only does the drop, is it (laughs) no one really knows what it is, but there's no Paul at the end of it. Right. Listen to it one. Listen to it one more time. Just how much distance there is from when the Paul aspect of this comes to his drop. All right. Before that final forecast, a bass guitar played by Paul McCartney during his Wings days was just auctioned off for more than four hundred seventy thousand dollars, the most ever paid at auction for a bass guitar. And a Telecaster smashed by Eddie Vedder smashed the auction record for a smash guitar, selling for more than $266,000. The guitars were part of the auction that raised over $2 million for the charity Music Rising, which aids the Gulf Coast music community. Or am I right with uh, Paul here? Right? <laughs> you don't get that, do you? I don't get that. I don't. <laughs> Some of you know. Most of you probably don't. Exactly. Okay. All right. So much. So, so much. It's great. It was 
It was, yeah, you're right. A lot of time elapsed from the initial Paul insertion into the situation. and But I just love the <laughs> her nervous laugh, and then I love her owning it. I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. What? How could that ever be a thing? How could over here on a ride with Paul here ever be a thing? But it is. So, first of all, here is, of course, uh, the drop from a Joe Paterno news conference. Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. Okay. That's some moderator at a Big Ten Media Day news conference back in 2010. Like, the most innocuous second and a half in the history of drop. <laughs> It's stuck in, stuck in a major way for us. Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. Okay. So it's about Paul McCartney. It's about Paul, about Paul McCartney. So Travis says, this is my moment. I am going. I don't know how many other times we are going to have a story with a Paul with me sitting right here with my microphone on because I'm usually doing high pressure, low pressure. Right. Okay. Right. I need to take advantage of this moment. Which makes sense. So he does it, but then she absolutely does the, uh, look, I've been on many a news desk. This is the pity, sympathy laugh that you get just to fill the vacuum of time. Because the last thing you want is dead air. And she did her best to fill that, even though she didn't get it. She was like Pete Rose with the you, you with the bat. Hold <laughs> Over here on around with Paul here. Yeah, he didn't get it. He didn't get it. Yeah, everybody's a little nervous. Pete, what does this sound like? You know how to hold a bat? You hold a bat by its wings. <laughs> that's, that's a good line. He didn't get it. He didn't no. get it. Everybody's a little nervous. You sound so much like Ted Lasso at the end of the day. Everybody's a little nervous. It's so good. That is a lasso. So here, here's Travis. Over on my right with uh, Paul here. Right? You don't get that, do you? I don't get that. I don't. <laughs> he didn't get it. He didn't no. get it. Everybody's a little nervous. Some of you know. Most of you probably don't. Exactly. 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 Yes. <laughs> so good. I, you know what? I don't. I really don't. I don't. You know, I don't get that. You don't get that, do you? I don't get that. I don't. That's great. That's great. So she retweeted the entire thing and said, for those of you listening to the Chicken Nick show, you get this. I don't because, you know, she owned it. She owned it. She essentially said, I don't. I don't get it. But here's to all you Chicken Nick listeners. And... Hopefully she will start listening. Alyssa, do you listen to the podcast? I don't. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Alyssa Harrington. Alyssa Harrington. There are those who listen to the Chicken Nick show and those that are soon to listen to the Chicken Nick show. They <laughs> there are those that love the Chicken Nick show and then those that just don't know it yet. They love it, but they just don't know it yet. That's Alyssa Harrington. She is soon to be a very <laughs> devoted listener. I can tell. I can tell. Oh. Do you have do, Alyssa? Alyssa, do you have a desire to to listen to the the Chick and Nick show? I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, Great man, that was just. Oh man, that was good. It's very very good. That was terrific. Um, 
we had a couple of others uh, as well. This is from Brian calling Blair versus Skyler boys basketball. I have not heard this yet, yeah. but I'm going to go to the mark where he told us to go to. Okay. Let me load this up. Let me uh, load. Over let me just load this right up with here. The file here. Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. The coolest guy ever. I want to meet that guy. Oh, oh, we're going to have to sometime. All right, here we go. Big boys basketball game between Blair and Skyler. It was streamed live on December 14th, so it's only a few days old. All right, here we go. Let's listen here. So the next action we will have for you here on uh, Blair Radio will be the uh, holiday tournament, which will take place uh, the middle of the week following Christmas weekend. So we've got a, a bit of a, a break here coming up. I want to make sure to... Uh, Say thank you to all of our sponsors. Thanks to Shane. Thanks to Evie for helping out. And, of course, thanks to all of you for uh, listening. And as we head into our break, remind you all to uh, enjoy your bye. This is Brian Abrahams <laughs> saying so long from Blair High School on Blair Radio 94.7. Perfect. Perfect. It felt like I've been there. I've, it felt like he was really working his way up to it. And in his head, I wonder if he was like, am I really going to do it? 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 I'm doing it. <laughs> Say thank you to all of our sponsors. Thanks to Shane. Thanks to Evie for helping out. And, of course, thanks to all of you for uh, listening. And as we head into our break... Remind you all to uh, enjoy your bye. This is Brian Abrahams saying so long from Blair High School on Blair Radio 94.7. And the trumpets are great. It's fanfare for him getting that that scut off. That was great. Uh, Yeah, it's like, do I do this? Do I do this? Because if I do and I get called out on it, is this my last time calling a Blair versus Skyler match? And... I wouldn't want that to be the case here on BSDN Live, which is what it is. We don't want, I don't want like Travis to get called into, you know, to his boss's office. Like, what is this over here on a ride with Paul here? You're fired. We know we don't want people to get fired (laughs) and just in in efforts for a laugh for Shick and Nick, you know? It's not what we're going for. Is it worth the laugh? I'm pretty sure it's worth the laugh. (laughs) Um, What else you got, Doug? Anything more? Uh, I do have. I do have one more here uh, before we uh, go to the main reason that we are here. Let me uh, find this here. Over here on our right, with on the phone here. Over here on our right, with uh, Paul here. Let's see. This was uh, a pastor. We did say if you're a pastor, you know, and you've worked it in. Yeah, go for it. Go ahead. Yeah. By all means. This is Pastor Corey. Corey has listened to our show uh, since the dawn of time, and he's a good dude. So let's uh, let's go here and see what he says. In fact, the only reason Jesus died from a historical standpoint is because he looked at Pilate and said, my kingdom's not of this world. And that's when his people said, well, then kill him and give us Barabbas. That's the Easter story. They're like, give us the revolutionary then. We want Rome back. And Jesus is like, nah, you missed it. You missed it. You missed it. Who said that? My man. My man. It went right over your head. So what do we need to do? What's the antidote? Wow, amazing. Whoa. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Whoa. I had not heard that. So Whoa. I guess someone <laughs> someone said 
It went over your head. In the congregation, someone said it went over your head. He goes, I thought about sending you this email when it happened. In fact, you referenced it on your pod the following week. But after listening to Matt's call out last week, I figured I would at least send this to you. And you can do whatever you want with it. For brief context, I now pastor a church in Florida, but lived in and was on staff at a church in Bellevue for about 16 years. I was a faithful listener when you guys were on the air. We met a few times. In September, I took my 10-year-old daughter, Madison, back to Nebraska for a brief trip so we could go watch the Husker volleyball and football team play on the same day. She very much misses Nebraska. While we were there, my old church, Bellevue Christian Center, invited me to speak. And while I was preaching, this happened, and it never would have happened at my church here in Florida. And it was it was wow. someone with the call and response. He says, Madison and I listen weekly. She quotes drops all the time. It's fantastic. I'm so grateful you guys are doing the pod. It gives us something to bond over, laugh about, and stay connected to Nebraska every week. All the best to both. Corey, who now lives in uh, Cape Coral, Florida. Uh, I want to see if we can uh, isolate that here one more time. They're like, give us the revolutionary then. We want Rome back. And Jesus is like, nah, you missed it. You missed it. You missed it. Who said that? My man. My man. It went right over your head. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. That's amazing. For the first That's time. That's amazing. This may shock you, but for the first time right now, people aren't sure. Did Nick Baugh say it, or did Jesus say it? <laughs> Who said it? Those WWND necklaces. Who said it? People don't know. Wow, <laughs> I am I am blown away by that. Uh, let me see the if I can find the. The, the OG original version. Got to find the original again. This was, I don't know the context of this. That was the um, New I Testament was... version of it. We need the Old Testament version of you missed it. You missed it. <laughs> this is from this prophet who called in. You yeah, missed it. You it went over your head then. Oh, it went over my head. Yeah. <laughs> Something where a caller didn't understand. He missed the joke missed or the missed joke. the sarcasm. Yeah. You missed it. You missed it. You missed it. You missed it. You went over your head then. Oh, it went over my head. Yeah. I love your my new favorite part. My new favorite part is me backing you up at the end. Yeah. Yeah. This is how you support a friend. Yeah. My my guess is I went we went to break. I was a little like, boy, he didn't have my back very Shicky didn't have my back on that one. Like, well, you didn't hear this? Yeah. Wow. Really got my back, don't you, Doug? You oh, man. Oh, one of my head. Quick 30 seconds. No, let's make it a full timeout from this ridiculous oh, wow. podcast to tell you about Dundee Bank. Between us, just, you know, everybody that's just listening here, you do realize that Dundee Bank, they're the greenest bank in Omaha. Through solar power, zero waste, historic preservation, and community support. Bottom line, they're a community-focused small business in the heart of Omaha that cares about the community. In fact, when you bank with Dundee Bank, nearly 100% of your deposits are filtered back into the community through loans that support local individuals, businesses, and neighborhood revitalizations. Together, Shiki, we build a strong community foundation, boost the economy, and strengthen small businesses. It's a win-win-win-win-win-win. Uh, it's a lot of winning here. And you know what happens when... 
you, you don't have a bank that you can trust. Everybody's a little nervous. Everybody gets a little nervous, real nervous. And again, when you bank with Dundee Bank, nearly 100% of your deposits filtered back into the community. Open an account at Dundee Bank. They will donate $10 to a local nonprofit located in Dundee, Blackstone, and Little Bohemia. It's DundeeBanking.com. Dundee Bank, member FDIC. <laughs> Do you have any uh, <laughs> hot takes? Do you have any signing day takes? Not really. Okay, day you want takes? to know my big signing day take? Uh, I've never Wait, got Deion. Deion Sanders pulled a good one. That was yeah. That was pretty good. Well, I sat and watched you for a while just because, and I watched for all. I mean, I don't even like listen to what you know Lugan Bill's saying. I'm just like look at him. Can we pan out? Can we get a three shot? I want a three shot. I want to see him. You show Matt. You show him. Can you hurry up and quit talking, Luke, so we can get to Schick's transition to the next topic? I thoroughly enjoy it. When you guys go and take a casual seat and you get across oh. your leg, hang, you look – some people are really – like Big Red Wrap-Up, usually like I always die laughing when Steve Sipple's on Big Red Wrap-Up sitting on the set. He's like hard sitting in the three – in the chair on set. It's hard telling in the press box. <laughs> Not everybody's built – to sit on a set where you know the desk true. isn't covering them, you looked super comfy. So kudos to your comfort level, my friend. Uh, I looked comfortable. I felt comfortable. It was uh, a, a two-hour affair with seven commitments. You you were doing your thing. I mean, you got you probably got more takes than me. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I was just looking at it from. I mean, the, the big thing is kind of like name, image, and likeness, yeah. right? I mean, that's yeah. I mean, you know, with the. The Travis Hunter kid who we thought – I thought he was going to flip to Georgia. I didn't know Jackson State was a part of this thing. but So have um, they confirmed that some sort of NIL took place? It hasn't been – that's the thing. It hasn't been confirmed. Okay. Nothing's been confirmed. And I don't know if we ever will confirm anything was – if anything was done pre him getting there because you really can't do that. Well, right? like if he shows up to the first day of spring ball and he's like Lloyd Christmas – after they find Mary Swanson's briefcase of money, and he's just to the to each manager and everything. There you go, there you go, there you go. <laughs> you know he got some nil. There you go. Thank you, sir. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. I mean, it's so funny about how. You know, people talk about name, image, and likeness and all this stuff, which I hope we can come up with something else because it just sounds so stupid. It does. Did you get your name, image, and likeness? What? What? No, it didn't. But, you know, the, the NCAA, they say you can't use it as an enticement, right? But if you have something set up, like Texas does, for offensive linemen that if they enroll, they will be compensated 50 grand by this outside collective – uh, just for putting on the uniform, then that's enticement. Like if it's it's going to get you to go there, that's an enticement. Totally. And it's not pay. It's not pay for play. It's pay to show up. Right. It's pay to don the uniform. They just need a warm body in that uniform. It's not your name or image or likeness. It's just a warm body in this uniform. That's all we need. Right. And that's what I think some people had some fun with. Who who's the head of the rivals, Mike? Mike, so, Farrell? So Mike Farrell tweeted like, so basically yeah. you can now pay players to come to your school. And, you know, some people kind of like, oh, 
you've been under a rock for this whole time. It's like, well, I think what he's getting at is you can now legally do what you just laid out that Texas is doing. So, yes, this is different than the 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 kind of seedy underbelly of, of the – and it was illegal at the time. According to NCAA rules, now it is not. So, yes, this is unprecedented in – what what you're laying out. I would be surprised if there wasn't some sort of big sort of NIL deal for flipping to Jackson State. I don't know though, but I, but yeah, I understand I, I understand how the they gotta I know you, you can't regulate the free market, but man, there's gotta be some sort of parameters and guidelines with this thing or good luck. Good luck, man. Yeah. You know? Right. I mean Deion Sanders is I, – I, this is really the, the biggest takeaway. He is so – he is still so relevant. Kids today – this is like Michael Jordan in basketball, where kids today never watched him play in his prime. No. But now you've got prime, uh, prime time, who retired in 2001. This is 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. These he guys- retired. People don't and, know him. And kids know. Kids know who he is right. and what he plays. did. They can yeah. see it on YouTube. Right. And so this kid who was a top corner, he wants to play for him, and he sees himself in him and probably vice versa. So maybe there's no NIL. My guess is there is. But, you know, he's forging his own path, and he's a unique guy, and good on him. that's all great. Yeah. Um, is it a trend? I mean, every trend starts with one. I doubt it. It reminds me of McCure Maker, who went to Howard, and then COVID hit. He played two games. He left. Got nothing out of it. I mean, nothing really came of it. It just came. The bat, the timing was bad with COVID and all that. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's it's great. I think it's a really good story. I think it's a fun story. And I think the most important thing now is it's got to work out for it to be a trend, right? He's, he's yes. It needs to work. Right. The, and right. And the other thing about it is that. With the way the transfer portal is set up in immediate eligibility, I mean, if Dion ever leaves, he's a package deal, right? I'm bringing my best players with me. That's right. And Mike Norvell has a bad year next year. Guess who's going to be the head coach at, at Florida State? Dion Sanders. And guess who's going to start at corner? Travis Hunter. That's <laughs> so. exactly right, dude. You know, and and so, I mean, the reality is you can you can kick and scream and get upset about this, but this is the game now. You know, and again, you can like that was, you know, there was some gosh, who it was might have been Gary Patterson before he got let go or might have been David Shaw that said this or some coach that said prior to the season getting started, like, listen, I'm not trying to hear if if certain boosters start getting upset that I'm not getting a four or five star prospect. It's now more on them in some ways than it is on me or not more on them. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, what he was saying, but that's kind of the world we're living in now where it's like if if you want these top in guys it's now kind of on you know the the situation you laid out with Texas it's now on these sorts of things to get to be put together to lure kids to coming that's what that's the reality of the situation and i wonder what nebraska i know they have some things set up but what some of these programs have and not jackson state but just some of these larger programs have is they've got everything in place 
to help kids do this. And they've got things behind the scenes. And I believe all coaches have known that stuff has gone on and they've got help behind them. They've got help, but they just don't know it or they don't want to know or they have plausible deniability, but they know it goes on. And name a coach, he probably has at a Power 5 program, but that's how the game is played. And now... Stuff is kind of coming out from under the from the shadows, and things are above above board, or at least out in the forefront. And I still don't think we know eighty percent of what's going on. No, at least behind the scenes. But this is what you have to do if you want to get the best players. And here's the other part of it: the teams that got the best players before are still going to get the best players moving forward. It's not going to change much because we're talking about you know ten to fifteen to twenty players a year. Really, out of the eleven thousand that are on scholarship in the FBS, so it's kind of a drop in the bucket, but it's it, you know, the ripple effect of it can feel pretty seismic on on signing day. Well, think about uh, this is from Tom Chattel's column a few days ago. Before, I think it was on December thirteenth, where he he was I think talked to Blake Lawrence a little bit, who's obviously with the open doors. So understand, you know, is keenly locked into nil the money, college athletes, and all that. And this is from the story. It's He, he, he said it, but it's likely going to take more than Whipple's charm and resume to get quarterbacks to NU. It's going to take money, NIL money. This is the first transfer portal season when NIL money has been available. And Blake Lawrence, the founder and CEO of Open Doors, said it's going to be a bonanza for some athletes, especially quarterbacks. Lawrence, the former Nebraska linebacker, wouldn't talk dollar amounts, but it's widely speculated the top quarterbacks could be in line to make up to $500,000 for one year. I mean, that's apparently what is being the number that's being thrown out there. I mean, think about what happened with the the Quinn Ewers kid. I mean, that kid got paid a million dollars from an autograph company to go to Ohio State and he's already left, and he's now going to Texas, where he who knows what Texas paid him. This kid, there, it's plausible. This dude has made one point five million dollars before ever play playing a snap of college football. Quinn Ewers is like the new car. It's better off just sitting there and never running it because the moment you take that car off the lot, it's going to depreciate totally. in value. Totally. The moment he starts taking snaps and throwing a pick, his value goes down. He should just ride this out and never play. Never. Just train. <laughs> Seriously. Just- he should this year, red shirt or something, you know, oh, I got, I'm a hammy. And then next year, transfer again. <laughs> he he could transfer four or five times, make five million bucks, never take a snap right off into the sunset. You know? That's what it. He, it's what That's could it. happen. So not only that, yes, transfer portal with name, image, and likeness, but also the one-time transfer immediate eligibility stuff being in action. Like, everything has come to the forefront. It's for this bottleneck right yeah. now at the end of the calendar year with the coaching carousel. Every player got an extra year of eligibility last year. Everyone, not just in your last year, but everyone. You don't know who's coming or going. How do you do your initial counters and your numbers and recruiting? I don't know how these coaches do it. They get paid a lot of money to do it, so I don't want to hear them complain about it. But there does need to be some sort of streamlining in the process here, no doubt. Uh, move early signing day back to like January, maybe have a late period in after spring ball or something because players are going to transfer after spring ball, right? right. So, right. I don't know. It's crazy. In, it's absolutely in, crazy. In terms of 
Because did Nebraska officially finish with the 14th best Big Ten recruiting class? Was that what it, it officially finished with or what? I didn't even pay I attention. I didn't see it. It wouldn't surprise me. I didn't see it. I but, know at uh, one point they were hovering around that point. But for me, and this isn't to excuse it, I'm just like not that – like given the situation, it's more about who Nebraska lands in the portal right now than these incoming freshmen – and then also with that's the, what that's what the hire of Whipple was all about. Yes, right. So he, who so, can go get us a good quarterback? Right. And and even Mickey Joseph in some ways is you know both it's both yeah. two pronged. It's recruiting and then who can also can Mickey Joseph help lure some impact transfers right now? They're in right now mode, and signing day is more about a couple years from now projections. You know what I mean? And great. So I'm not even that if, – if anyone's like, oh, can you believe Nebraska's recruiting class this year? I, I don't even – I don't even – I'm not even all that worried about it. And quite frankly, I wonder if you're going to see I'm – not, I'm not saying a devaluing of your high school recruiting class, but with the transfer portal, I'll be curious what those – what that looks like moving forward. You know what I mean? Like, because you've said it a million times, if, if the people that try to say recruiting rankings don't matter are the people that are either A, uneducated, or B, they don't have – their team doesn't have four- and five-star talent, right? Like, that's how it is. But I wonder if, with the with the transfer portal and the one-time transfer rule, if, if some of these classes aren't going to, like, stick together long enough to where the the data points on the front end are going to get are going to be misleading. Does that make sense? Like so you sign the third best class in the class of 2022, but by the by the time that class would pay off for lack of a better term, it, it's you know, it's gotten broken apart a little bit because of transfers. I I'm just speculating, but yeah. I just I'll be curious well, now just what that data looks like with the portal. There's so much attrition even before the portal. Yes. Right. I mean, you sign 25 guys and you're lucky if two thirds of them hang on or half of them hang on by the time that they're that they're done. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of quick fixes out there. And we saw it with Michigan State last year and, and maybe Nebraska fits that mold this year. But, yeah, it's not the signing day aspect of it. The high schoolers are the ones that are paying the price for this because the scholarship numbers 21 through 25 that might have gone to a high schooler are now being held back for transfers. That's exactly and it. And so everyone gets knocked down a peg. High right. schoolers get knocked down a peg, and you know maybe you're on the end of the bench at Nebraska, and instead you're you know, going to be second on the depth chart in the MAC school yes. or something like that. You just, you just don't know. That's you just right. Don't know. So it'll be interesting. It's so, a wild world out there. Yeah, right now. It's, it's very wild. Um, it is the Christmas uh, season. It is the holiday season. And we did want to leave you with, uh, did you know that and I don't know if you know this, I guess last year's sales of the Greg Sharp holiday album, Christmas album, were so successful that they've put out another album. Oh. Did you know Did you know that? I didn't know that. I mean, it, made, it was such a hit last year that it would make sense that they'd want to, that Greg would want to do another one, put a little money in his pocket. There's so many great, there were so many great things uh, about it last year, and the sales were through the roof, and so they decided, you know what, we're going to put out another one. Uh, here's the here's the commercial for the latest uh, holiday hits. He won your heart last year. This year, he's back again. After the success of his debut Christmas album, Greg Sharp sings the holiday hits. Greg Sharp is at it again with his latest album. Greg Sharp sings more holiday hits. 
rocking around the Christmas tree. Have a happy Big Mac sack. You trust him to deliver the play-by-play. Now trust him to deliver the warmest of holiday wishes. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. But the very next day, you gave it a tush Greg Sharp sings more holiday hits like this classic. You're a mean one, Mr. Tushdown. You really are a Tushdown. The voice of the Huskers is once again the voice of the holidays with incredible renditions of some of your favorite Christmas songs like this. It's the most wonderful time for a Tushdown. With Mark Whipple now coaching and Matt Lubick going, it will be our year. It's the most wonderful time for a tushin. It's a tushin. Greg Sharp, the man famous for yelling touchdown, will touch your heart. It's beginning to look a lot like touchdowns. Brought to you by the Nebraska Soybean Board. So pick up your big Mac sacks before Mac gives me another whack. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. He's a twist-yam. He's a twist-yam. It's the holiday album you cannot be without. Greg Sharp sings more holiday hits. Order now and you'll receive a bonus album. Kent Walgamot remembers the holiday hits. You remember, Rudolph? Yeah, yeah, remember how he had a shiny nose? Yeah, well, Rudolph had another reindeer in the bunch that he befriended. You, you remember Blitzen? Yeah, well, Blitzen's brother starred in a 1982 movie about a deer that got lost in the woods and was shot. Well, the man who played the hunter that shot him went on to star in a movie. Greg Sharp sings more holiday hits. Order now and receive the Kent Walgamot album as well. Was directed by a guy who was born in Europe. Uh, that was that was well done. I can't I can't wait to purchase wow. that. I think that's going to be a, a top seller and a good stocking stuffer. Would you agree? Oh, totally. I mean, I was nervous. You know, sometimes you don't know if it's not a one hit wonder. Like it worked once, can it work again? It worked again. I mean, wow. Greg's got some range here. I mean, impressive. It's amazing. And to be able to get that secondary uh, album there as a free gift um, <laughs> with the uh, recalling of the holiday hits, I think is just really, really good. Um, <laughs> so oh, stupid. God. So uh, operators are standing by. Before we get out, I did want to leave you with this. I didn't want to leave the show without playing this. This was not lost on me. It was one of the great moments of last week's podcast, but it just evaporated. We didn't really talk about it because it was at the last 20 seconds of the pod. I want you to listen here. I think that's it. I think we're done. I love that we never talked about Mark Whipple, Mickey Joseph, or Donovan Royale. <laughs> that was last week uh, in the final couple of minutes. One of the great moments in the history of the pod that just flew under the radar because we were just trying to prepare to eject on the pod, and you gave us I a... I love that we never talked about Mark Whipple, Mickey Joseph, or Donovan Royale! Ah! 
so to isolate it, Donovan Royale. <laughs> I want in Memorial Stadium. I don't even know if they do this. You know, if they go around, and, you know, and you, and your tight ends are coached by Sean Beckton and people. Clap, and I want it now to be like, and your offensive line coach is coached by Donovan Royale. <laughs> that's what I want in Memorial Stadium. That's it. Oh, that's what it's going to need to be. Um, enjoy your uh, your Christmas, your holiday. Enjoy it. Go buy that CD if they yeah. still sell CDs. And uh, unfortunately, this uh, Christmas week podcast is over. I'm not happy about that. Chick and Nick. Yeah. Chick and Nick. Yeah. Chick and Nick show. Yeah. Here we go. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And Tater Martinez. 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 Yep. And to Terry Hobbs, who might be interception. Jeremiah Searles. Rick Burkhart. Eric Stagg. Denard. Roy Hulu Jr. Amakamara. <laughs> Donovan Royale. <laughs> <laughs> A Huda Media Production.